Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. Today, Sarah and I are going to talk about what we're thankful for and maybe tell you some stories you haven't heard yet. And as always, please stick with us until the end when we're going to tell you what we're looking forward to in the next few weeks. Sarah. Hey, Randy. How are you doing? I'm good. Actually feeling better now that I'm not in Handmaid's Tale garb. Yes, I know. So our last episode, we were live on Facebook so people could see us in our Halloween costumes and also um, here in the beautiful basement right. of the Community Foundation. Officially known as a philanthro lounge. Yes. So what our listeners can't see today is that you're wearing one of my favorite shirts. It says Grateful. Yeah. Um, everyone here at the foundation has one. Right. And it's a reference to what is now our annual Gratitude Summit uh, coming up in February. This year will be February 13th, 2020. Be watching for information to drop really soon about registering for the event. Um, But it's especially great to be thinking about things like gratitude this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it, it... People know this time of year is a time for family and friends and to be thankful for everything that we have and and the season and just all the love and joy it brings. Yeah, and I, I agree. And I feel like we say so often how thankful we are for the jobs we have. Yeah. That our role in the community and here at the Community Foundation, um, I can't imagine a better a better life than we get to lead right. um, with this, this wonderful work in front of us. Yeah. And so something that we don't talk about very often is how did we get these jobs? (laughs) So here we are. We're so thankful for them. But people might wonder, how do you find yourself running a community foundation? Right. Um, So Sarah, here's your chance. Let's tell our loyal listeners, how did you go from... Sarah Schott to a young girl to the wonderful vice president of grant making and communications. Yes, something like it's just vice president programs. Thank you. We made it easier. I thought we had shortened it. Thank Um, you, boss lady. Yeah, sorry about that. I wrote the job description. Um, The vice president uh, of programs here at the Community Foundation. Yeah, that's always an interesting question because certainly, and we've talked about this before, in high school I was not thinking about, I am one day going to work for a community foundation. (laughs) I had no idea what a community foundation was. So um, when I first went to college, my goal was to be a health teacher. Um, because I love the world of health and wellness and science behind health and um, ended up uh, graduating as a health ed health science major mm-hmm. and then was like, well, what am I going to do next? I don't know. I decided that I did not want to teach. Okay. Um, not that I don't love teachers and I certainly love kids. I just didn't want to be bound in a building, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I, but I did want to educate. So I decided to look for a job. My first job out of college was working for our local rape crisis program, which is now the Sexual Assault Resource Center, and I was their community educator. Um, So I did that, and it blended my passion for working with kids in the community and teaching, you know, really, really difficult topic, but um, super important. Um, Did that for a while. And you did that for a while. And then I remember when your role shifted, um, and you started doing some more advocacy as well. Yeah, yep. So I did start doing that at Rape Crisis, and then switched over to the Planned Parenthood side of the table, um, where I was doing more communications um, and adv- advocacy and public affairs work. Um, and then I went on to get my master's in public administration, 
Um, I feel I'm feeling like I've been all over the map. No, it's weird. I, I think it has a real journey. I, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I also had the privilege of knowing you yeah. during that journey, so it made a lot of sense as your friend. Right. So I think it was in that nonprofit world where I first understood the power of philanthropy and the whole grant world and grant writing and grant making, um, or started to understand that. So then it was just a matter of time where I. Um, you know, the position of the Community Foundation uh, became available, and you were there already, and I had mm-hmm. known you. Our worlds, worlds had first collided um, during the Planned Parenthood days, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Randy, <laughs> yeah. could this be a job for me? And so. boy, was it. Yeah. So, And I have to now say, um, Sarah joined the team back in, what is 2007. it? 2007. That's what I thought. Okay, mm-hmm. so back in 2007. And um, and before that, I was running the grant program. And when I handed it off to her, um, I knew I knew you were going to do a great job with it. But if I could have predicted <laughs> how great of a Aww. job you have done with it, um, I would be blown away. Uh, the It has grown so much. The dollars we give have, have grown. The number of grants has grown. Um, and then, since then, we've added things like so many more communications channels and so many more programs. Programs. Mm -hmm. That's why the title now is programs because it's not just exclusively grant making. Um, You're out there all day every day spreading good words. Well we have a great team here at the foundation so but what your story so we yeah. first met each other like smack out of college. Yes, like fresh, you, fresh, fresh. You started a month before I did. So I share did. your story. So yeah, um, much like you, when I was in high school, I wasn't sitting around thinking, "How do I plot my way to <laughs> community foundation leadership?" Um, I did not know community foundations existed, um, and so. My interest, though, was very much community, community building, community Mm -hmm. change. Um, So my academic background is in sociology. Um, I did a lot of activism and sort of that kind of work throughout college. Um, I interned at a nonprofit in Orlando, Florida, the Orlando Science Center. Um, So fun fact, I was a museum theater intern, which means I use theater to teach kids about science. Um, I did shows. It's amazing. I was a mosquito. Oh, wow. Yes. I did all (laughs) kinds of things. Um, One of my things, I actually had to wrestle alligators. Oh, my god. So, yeah. That internship certainly prepared me for a strange life of nonprofit leadership because... It's a strange life in general. Yeah, true, true. (laughs) Um, Because I actually had a lot of access. I worked directly with the senior management team as their intern. Um, And so I I saw what board looked like. And um, I came out of college thinking I'd really like to work in the nonprofit sector and I'd really like to eventually manage, be in, in management of nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So kind of like you with educating yeah. and thinking you weren't really um, on a track to become a teacher. Right. I wanted to be in community building, community change, and I knew I wasn't someone that was going to necessarily have like a caseload. Right. Like I wasn't going to be a caseworker. Right. Um, so yes, fresh out of college, um, I started pounding the pavement just like fresh fresh college grads do. Mm -hmm. And I landed a job as an administrative assistant at Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. And I moved up through the ranks there pretty quickly and um, started working on fundraising and also uh, advocacy. Mm -hmm. So something people don't necessarily know is that if you work in fundraising for Planned Parenthood, the national organization has some phenomenal um, conferences and you really learn the ropes of fundraising. So I went and did that. The way I kind of collided with the Community Foundation was 
one of the first grants I ever wrote was to the Community Foundation. And it was one of the first, I think it actually meant the first mini grant that mm-hmm. this foundation ever made because they wanted to try mini grant making, right. which is its own thing. We could have a whole podcast oh, just about mini grants. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wrote a mini grant for $500 to the Community Foundation to support our summer programming. And Sarah, you were there <laughs> when we ran summer camp style programming at um, what it's called Carol's, Carol's Country, Country Court, Court. <laughs> um, outside of Addison, New York, yeah. really helping kids that otherwise don't have an opportunity to experience a summer camp style program. Mm -hmm. We brought crafts and games and snacks and all kinds of things. And I remember ending the session with a back to school fashion show where all the kids got to keep the clothes that they picked out. Um, It was the power of a $500 mini grant. Power of a $500 mini grant. And so that was precisely what happened was the foundation board said, hey, can we hear more about that? We've never made such a small grant. And they invited me in to speak. Hmm. And I did a small presentation. Um, and about a day later, they were knocking on my door asking if I would come run the programs here. <laughs> uh, so it was a big decision, yeah. um, but I decided, let me give that a try because it was so in line with what I wanted to do. Um, that was actually, I made that presentation in October 2001. Oh my goodness. Yeah. A lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, so I started here right after the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the end of January, beginning of February 2002. Wow. And the rest is history. So... When people ask, how do you find yourself in the world of community foundations, as you can hear, our our paths are similar but not identical. Um, and I would say John, our finance officer, has an entirely oh, different, different path. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie has had a different path. Yeah. Nancy had a different path. John came out of more business management. Nancy came out of banking. Katie came out of direct youth services. Mm-hmm. And if we were to pull our colleagues in community foundations around the country, I have a feeling we'd hear thousands of different All over stories. The map. Yeah. And that's what's fun to talk to kids when they ask about, well, how did you how did you land the job at the community foundation? What do I need to do? Or, you know, in in the answer is always so different. And mm-hmm. basically you just follow your passion and that that road may not lead to where you think it will, mm-hmm. but it's certainly gonna lead to the place that makes you the most happy. Absolutely. And I often tell kids this because I'm asked to speak at various career days Mm -hmm. um, at different schools around the region. I'll say, think about what you want your day to look like. For instance, do you like to wake up at the exact same time every day and go to the same place for a certain number of hours? Do you really like structure? Then you're going to want a certain kind of job that gives you that exact structure. Do you like a day where every day is completely different and you don't know at the beginning of the day where the day is going to end? Well, then you're going to want a different kind of job. Do you want a job where you're outside a lot or do you want a job where you're inside a lot? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you like working with people all the time or do you prefer to work by yourself? That's the kind of thing that I think it's important to think about as you're thinking through your career ahead is not to start with what do you want to be? Right. I think to start with, what do you want your days to be like? Right. Yeah. And so that's the other thing. part I like. The question that I've been hearing a lot too is, not what what do you want to be, but what problem do you want to solve? I love that too. I, think I just saw that on Facebook or something, but it's that really resonated, mm-hmm. um, especially in the day and age we're in right now. I think my answer to that would be all of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we're at the Community <laughs> that's Foundation. <right>. Perfect. <laughs> all right. So, Sarah, with that, 
Now we can turn our eyes toward the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Um, let me see. Pumpkin pie and pecan <laughs> pie and mm-hmm. turkey and leftovers. Um, no, really, exactly how we started the beginning of this conversation. It's just the season and the joy that all of, that that the season happens to bring, and all of the really cool community events that are happening. A lot of them are free. Um, one new one I'm looking forward to is Twinkle Town at Bradley mm-hmm. Farms on Me the too. south side of Elmira. Um, I had been to the one in Syracuse where it's like a drive, driving Christmas land kind of thing where you see all of the lights and everything. Um, but now we have one here locally, which will be amazing. So that's open now. Yeah, um, that has so opened. So you can go. Um, yeah, as we were thinking about what's coming up, the truth is everybody's doing something. Mm-hmm. It's the season. So you have the food bank with their selfless elf, yep. and you have the um, the day after Thanksgiving parade in Elmira, and yep. you have Festival of Lights parade in Corning, and then Sparkle. Um, what I'd encourage people to do is take a minute, and if you have a favorite organization, like the Clemens Center or, or you name it, Take the time to follow them on social media so you don't miss out on what they're offering during the holidays. Um, We have the great pleasure of following all of them. (laughs) Um, So we hear about this stuff. And I feel like often people say to me, oh, I didn't hear about that. And so I'm just going to encourage all of you, go sign up for the Arts Council Mm e-newsletter. Sign up for these emailing lists because that's how you hear about things in time to really get there. Um, if the Nutcracker is what you want to see, yeah. you know, go. There are several Nutcrackers in town, so yeah, they, just you know, get that smartphone out or start googling or head to the library, mm-hmm. look at the lists, check the boards. Um, there, there's information everywhere, and this is a great time of year to go get it. Yeah. So with that, I guess it's time for us to uh, make some turkey prep happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how much work I'll do because I live in a house where my husband loves to cook and loves to cook for Thanksgiving specifically. So yeah, I think I may be doing more dishes than cooking ahead. Well, hopefully Um, everybody's taken their turkey out by now. Ours is brining. Yes, ours is brining. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so. Well, I will see you soon. And uh, to all of our listeners, a very, very happy Thanksgiving. We are so grateful for you, and we are so grateful that you continue to listen to the Good Works Podcast. (music) 